Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to read from Genesis chapter 22, Genesis 22, and I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Genesis 2 from verse 1 onwards. Hallelujah. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. God looked at Abraham and God talked to Abraham and God told Abraham something. He said, Abraham, Abraham is name. God called Abraham by his name. The very same God who called Abraham by his name has also called you by your name. Do you know that? The very same God who called Abraham by his name has called you by your name. The question is, Abraham said, here I am. Are you telling God, Lord, here I am. What do you want me to do, Lord? I'm here to do what you want me to do. When God calls us, are we ready to answer the call of God? Whatever God wants us to do, when God calls us, are we ready to answer the call of God? Two things the Spirit of God wants to highlight here this afternoon. Those who are ready to answer the call of God will meet with God where God will provide. Those who answer the call of God will meet with God where God will provide. So there is a call and there is an answer for the call. Someone is calling from this place and someone must answer from this place. When you answer, when God calls a new answer, you come to a meeting place and that place is called the Mount of God. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. When God calls us, God calls us to bring us to a place where he can provide for us. When God calls us, he calls us with a very specific purpose. God calls us for a definite purpose. He calls us with a definite call. When God calls us to a spe- with a specific call to a specific place, we as his people must answer the call of God. When we don't answer the call of God, what will happen is we will not get to meet with God. We will not get to experience that which God has for us. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Many times we can get caught up with the affairs of this world. Many times we can get caught up with whatever is happening around us. We'll miss hearing the call of God. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. When God calls us, it is important for us to answer the call of God. When God calls us, it's important for us to answer the call of God. When God calls us, it's important to answer the call of God. Abraham became Abraham who became the father of faith, who became Abraham the Great. Where we see even in the story that Jesus talks about the rich man and Lazarus, Jesus says how Abraham was so high in heaven. Well, Lazarus was carried and placed upon the bosom of Abraham. How did Abraham become like that? From someone who was an idol worshiper, who didn't know God. How did Abraham become? Abram to Abraham. How did God change his name? Not only that, with the change of that name came the obedience to God's call. At every step God called him, Abraham kept moving and moving and moving, answering the call of God. 
we must understand every time God calls us and we respond to the call of God, God will give us a greater call. When we respond to that call, God will give us another call. When we respond to that call, God will give us another call. The call of God will draw us to the place of God where God himself will have an encounter with man. It's very important. If we don't answer the call of God that God has for us, we will just sit where we are. We can be like Lot. Two types of believers are there in the Bible. Believers like Lot and believers like Abraham. Believers like Lot will be satisfied with being righteous. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing what is good. I'm reading my Bible and I'm praying. But the eyes are on the things of the world. The eyes are not always on God. They say, I pray, I have a relationship with God, and I'm righteous. I'm vexed around, I'm vexed looking at what is happening around me. I'm good. They have this kind of a satisfaction that where I am is good. There are people in this world like that even today. They're satisfied with where they are. If you're satisfied with where you are, there's no room for growth. Understand. If you're satisfied with where you are, there's no room for progress. You are limiting yourself. There are many people who limit themselves. God says, don't limit yourself. When I call you, answer the call. When you answer that call, when you obey and you answer the call, God will say, okay, good, you came here. Now, let me take you here. Come here. When God says, come here, it is important for us to move from B to C. When God calls you where he's standing at D and he says, move from C to D, it's important for us to move from C to D and not say, well, I moved from A to C and I don't need to go to D and it's for somebody who has nothing to do. So they go from D to E and E to F and all the way to Z. I am content with C. When we live a life of that kind of a contentment, where we don't want to respond to the call of God, that we are content with where we are. I'm content with my spiritual life. I gave my heart to Jesus. Well, I got baptized in water. Well, I'm going to church. And well, I'm living my life okay. And uh, I don't have to be like them. I can be who I am. When you say like that, you fall under lot kind of a Christian. Lot. Lot's mentality. Lot's spirit. Lot's behavior, Lot's mannerism, where he says, I'm fine. Even when the angel says, come on Lot, let's go. He says, no, I'm fine. This is fine. What I see is good. I don't want to hear what you're saying because what I see is good. Lot kind of people limit themselves. They don't become like how Abraham became the friend of God. But Abraham was very different. Every time God called him, Abraham moved from one place to another, from one place to another, from one place to another. Abraham did not stop. Nobody could stop him. When God says, Abraham, he said, here I am. God called Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. And then God is giving Abraham a command, he says. Then he said, take Now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now, God never, our God of the Bible, never, never, never advocates human sacrifice. Our God of the Bible has never, never has accepted human sacrifice. Human sacrifice is not biblical. But there's a test, that's why, verse 1 you see, God is coming there to test Abraham. It's a test. 
It's not something that God is actually going to have him perform. He's only telling him, do this to see if he will do it. That's what a test is. A test is to see if you will do it. And God comes here and he stops Abraham from doing it because God saw that he passed the test because it was just a test. There are many things, many times in our lives, God will have us to do or will call us to do. And it is important for us to understand that if I know the characteristics of God, if I know the nature of God, if I know who God is, then I will not think twice to obey God. I will not think twice to do what God wants me to do. God is speaking to hearts today. We need to be in a place where we can hear God, first of all. We need to be in a place where we can fellowship with God when God says, I will be able to go. The difference between Abraham and Lot we see. Lot was a man, even when the angels came and said, come on Lot, let's go. Come on Lot, let's go. It's going to rain fire and brimstone. Come on Lot, let's go. And they're just dragging and they're just slowly doing and their heart was there still in Sodom. Even though he was righteous, he was not like Abraham. Do you see the difference here? There's a big difference here. When God tells Abraham to go, Abraham did not hesitate. If you look at God's word, it'll say, verse 3, So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Now, Abraham was not facing fire and brimstone. Abraham was not running for his life. But you know what? Abraham obeyed God instantly. As soon as the Lord spoke to him, we don't know God might have spoken him, spoken to him nighttime because it says the next morning he did it. So it was so fast. He got up and he got everything ready. He just didn't say, well, let me just go to the mountain, you know, sacrifice and let me just maybe leave something behind and go there and say, God, I forgot to bring the wood up. Abraham was not like that. He brought whatever he needed to take with him and Isaac with him. This is what God said. And Abraham was a man of faith because Abraham said, I know because God said through my son, nations will come out. That means my son has to be alive. But God is calling me to do something. I will take whatever he says. I'm going to go. Guess what? He passed the test. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now you look at Lot in the Bible. Lot was a man. When God sent the angels to say, Lot, come on, let's go. It's going to rain fire and brimstone. We need to get out of here. Lot was just delaying. Delaying until the angel grabbed his hands and let's go. You call that grace. It's the grace of God. God dragged him out of there through those angels. Now that doesn't mean that. A person can pull behind and say, let go of my hand, I want to stay in Sodom. If I burn, I burn. I burn with the rest of the people. There are people like that who don't know the seriousness. When God says, get out, flee Sodom. When God says, leave Egypt. It's important for you to do what God has called you to do because God wants to protect you. God wants to save you. When the Lord says, run, flee from here, it's important to flee. The Bible says, flee youthful lusts. Flee youthful lust. Flee that which kills you or will kill you or has killed many people. That's what it means. When it comes to immorality, when it comes to things that corrupt your soul, you have to flee. God's word says, run away from this place. God sent the angels to 
Lot and his family said, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like somebody pushing him, let's go. For what? So that he and his family may be spared. That they may not perish. God didn't have to do that. But you call that the grace of God. But here you see Abraham. No struggle. That's why he was the friend of God. No struggle. When it comes to Abraham, when the Lord says, let's go Abraham, this is what I want you to do. Abraham did not argue. Abraham didn't say, oh, but, but, but Lord, this is my only son. And you know what? I don't know how to tell Sarah and I don't know how to convince her. And well, Lord, it's just uh, so hard for me to do. Lord, can you ask me to do something? Lord, maybe a hundred sheep I will offer. He didn't say any of those things. He said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And the next morning, he took whatever he had to take and he moved. Where did he go? Exactly to the place God told him to. You don't see any other angel coming and accompanying Abraham saying, Abraham, you did an awesome job. Come on, let's go. God sent angels for a lot, but God didn't have to send angels for Abraham. You know why? Abraham was very obedient. Abraham was very obedient, not because Lot was special and Abraham was not. Abraham was very obedient. God was able to count on Abraham. God was able to count on Abraham. Can God count on you? Many times people wait for something tangible. Unless I I feel something tangible. Unless I experience something tangible. And unless I be a man or a woman of faith. When God tells you to do something, simply do it. Simply do it. Be someone who believes God for who he is and simply do it. Now, we see Abraham here. He took his servants. He took his donkey. He took the wood. He took Isaac. You know, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Isaac is asking his father, Where is the lamb? We have everything. Where is the lamb? You see, obedience has to be just like this. If God said, Just bring Isaac as an offering. He didn't say, well, on the back of my maybe let me get a lamb also with it. Maybe God will change his mind. Abraham was not like that. We might have done that. We might have said, okay, Lord, I'm going to bring him and I'm going to bring the lamb there and say, please, 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 Lord, exchange this, please, Lord. But Abraham was not like that. Abraham was not a hard-hearted person. Abraham was not somebody who said, well, it's okay. You know, I need to become somebody at the expense of my child. No. Abraham had faith. Abraham loved God and he loved his son. He knew if God is telling me to do something, it's good for me and it's good for my son. He had faith in God. Abraham had faith in God. With that faith, he went taking only the things God told him to. No addition to it, no subtraction to it. So when it comes to obedience, when it comes to obeying God, it's so important to exactly do what God tells us to do. No addition, no subtraction. No bringing our two cents and three cents and ten cents in it. 
We just do what God tells us to do. When he says, just do this, we need to only do that. So Abraham only did what God told him to do. He did not do anything extra. He did not take away anything from what God said. That he goes to the place where God told him to. Now we see here, and Abraham is talking to his son when his son asked him, Daddy, where is the lamb? Lamb is missing. He's coming with his father. He's thinking, maybe father forgot something. He took everything and he forgot something. So he's asking, where is the lamb? You always take the lamb for sacrifice. Where is the lamb? Abraham was such a wise man. He didn't look at Isaac and say, well, you are the lamb. He didn't say that. Abraham did not say anything. Abraham knew that God told Isaac, but God has something in mind. I know God. He is a compassionate God. I know God. He is never going to do something that is going to harm me or my son. I know God. He has promised to me. He had this very confident, tight relationship with God. He had the wisdom of God operating in him. As he is taking his son, you know there are parents in order to pacify the children, they spontaneously lie. They spontaneously lie to say some story, to cover up something that they forgot to do or forgot to give or, or, or an excuse to buy time. Abraham was a man of God. He was not someone who lied. When the son was asking Abraham something so sensitive, and he knows that God told him to do something, and he knows that he's trusting God and he has faith in God and he's taking his son. Suddenly there's a question, unexpected question that comes to Abraham. Daddy, where is the lamb? Father, where is the lamb? When that question comes, let's see what he says. Verse 8, and Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. God himself will provide. Look at the faith. He was a man, it's it's amazing to see, you know why? You know how friends know each other? Abraham knew God. He was so tight with God, he told his son, God will provide for himself a lamb. Even though God said, bring Isaac. That's who Abraham was. He walked so close with God. He had faith in God and he knew God to the extent that God will provide a lamb. And didn't God do that? He did it. Abraham knew his God. Do you know your God? Do you have faith in God? Do you have faith in what God has promised? Do you have faith in God when he tells you to do something for you to just simply do it knowing that I know him. I know who I believe like Job said. I know him. I know him. I know him. I know him. And he will not let me down. Do you have that unshakable faith? Like Abraham. Abraham knew God so well. that when his son is asking, where is the lamb? He said, oh, God will provide the lamb for himself because it's an offering for him. He knew God so well that this is not going to happen. Whatever it is, my son is going to be safe. I'm going to be safe. My son and I will return. That's what he told his servants too. Look at the faith. Look at the faith. It's not faith in... The unseen. For him, it was faith in the seen because he was seeing God as who he was. He knew who his God was. He knew God is asking me for this, but I know God has promised this. God is able to do anything. Bottom line, 
in order for the sacrifice to happen, the lamb has to be there. It's not going to be my son. My son and I will come down. Son, God will provide a lamb for himself. He knew his God and God knew him. What happened at Mount Moriah? There's an encounter with God taking place. Abraham went knowing that he was going to meet with God, knowing that God was going to provide that which was missing. God asked him to do something, but in its place God was going to do something. And Abraham had that faith that God will provide a lamb for himself for the burnt offering. He knew that this offering will take place, this sacrifice will take place, and it will come from God Almighty. Do we trust God at all times? When God tells us to do something, do we trust God at all times? Do we trust God at all times? When God tells you to do something, do you hesitate? Do you think, I don't know how this will happen. I don't know how I will do it. Are you hesitating? Or are you saying, God, if you're calling me to do, I'm willing to go from point A to point B or point A to point D. Wherever you tell me to go, I will stretch myself. I will go wherever you tell me, whatever you want me to do. Because I know who you are. Hallelujah. I know who you are. No matter how the situation may appear. No matter what you may ask me to do. No matter how difficult the task may be, I know who you are because I know who you are. When you tell me to do something, I will not delay. I will not procrastinate. I will get up and do exactly what you tell me to do. No addition and no deletion. And Abraham stretched out his hand. Just Let's go to verse 10. And took the knife to slay his son. He knew, even when he took the knife, he knew God was going to do something because he already told his son, he already told his servants, he knew God was going to do something. I'm going to do what God told me to do, but there's going to be something that's going to take place between now and between the sacrifice because God will provide for himself a lamb. Hallelujah. Between now and between the sacrifice, something is going to take place. God will provide for himself a lamb. It's not going to be, my son is going to be a burnt offering. That's not going to happen. Even though God said, because he knew God very well. We need to be people who know God very well. No matter what the price is, we should be willing to pay, knowing that he is never going to hurt me. God is never going to hurt me. God is no, never going to hurt my children. God is never going to hurt my family. Whatever the cost is, when we are willing to pay that, then we will have an encounter with God. We'll have that Mount Moriah experience. Where now? Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. This is call, an urgent call that is coming from God above. He says, Abraham, Abraham. As soon as he heard the call, he says, here I am. He's so used to all the time telling, here I am, here I am. Are we like that? Anytime God calls, we say, here I am, Lord. When we say, here I am, God should know that our here I am means that we are going to act on it. It's not that, here I am, Lord, like Jesus said, there were two sons. One son, when the father asked him to do something, said, well, I'm not going to go. And then the other one said, I'm going to go. And then the second one didn't go. The first one felt sad and later he went. We don't want to be either one of those. We want to be those who will say, yes, Lord, I will go and go immediately. 
Obedience is better than sacrifice, the Bible says. It's important to hear the voice of God and do His will. So now, Abraham has this experience where God calls him. He calls his name again twice and Abraham says, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad, nor do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Who's talking? God is talking. God is talking. Who was the one who asked Abraham to offer his son? It was God, not the angel. Is the Lord God Almighty who came there, spoke to Abraham, and he says, I asked you to do something, didn't I? And you did what I told you to, didn't you? Therefore, look what I'm going to do. Let's go to verse 12. And he said, do not lay your hands on the lad. So, there's a turn in direction that comes. First he says, I want you to offer the lad as a burnt offering. But it was only a test. Sometimes God will say, I want to do this. But while you're just walking to do this, he'll say, just turn around, turn around, turn around, go this way. Because... I want to see if you will just go and just, you went this way, so I'm telling you turn around and go. Others from the outside, they'll think, what, they said God said to do this and they didn't finish the task, they went four steps and then took five more steps back. That only those who walk with God will know the leading of the Holy Spirit, the direction of God Almighty. When God says go, we go. When God says turn around, we turn around. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter. Oh, well, he said offer a burnt offering and I didn't do that. He didn't do that. Maybe God changed his mind. Don't worry about it. When God wants to test a person, he will ask for something and he may not even tell you to complete it before that he can say, enough, you passed the test. That's all is needed. Abraham, don't lay your hand on the lad. There's a direction change. Do not do anything to him because you passed the test. Now I know that you fear God. I know that you fear God. So, stop what you're doing. Now God says, verse 13, Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So God says, stop doing this. And that was it. And then he sees behind the ram for the sacrifice. Bible says this. Your expectation shall not be cut off. It's a prophecy God is speaking to our hearts this hour. Your expectation will not be cut off. If you are in the will of God, if you're doing what God is telling you to do, your expectation shall not be cut off. You will have the expected end and your expectation shall not be cut off. Abraham's expectation was not cut off. His expectation was, yes, God told me to. I'm doing what he's telling me to. But I know that I will come back with my son. I know that there will be a lamb or a ram, whatever, the thing that needs to be on that wood for that burnt offering will be provided by God. Do we have that faith in God? Do we have that faith in God? Are we willing to do anything that God calls us to do? Not thinking and calculating. Can I do it? Can I not do it? Will I be able to do it? Will I not? If we walk by sight, we are not 
fit to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why. Lot differed from Abraham. Well, Lot was a man who walked by sight and who relied on his wisdom. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. In short, if you just take that verse and say it in short, let God be your leader and you just follow and everything will be well. That's all. Let God be your leader and you follow. Everything will be fine. If he directs your path, Everything will be fine. It's when you don't trust Him. And when you rely on that human wisdom, which is not from above. When you just rely on your knowledge, which goes contrary to the knowledge of God. Then what will happen at that point? At that point, when God tells you, go north, you will go south. When He says, go east, you will go west. You will become like what Jonah became until he went into the belly of the whale. God is speaking to our hearts this hour. Be like Abraham. Be like Abraham. Believe like Abraham. Obey like Abraham. Walk like Abraham. Then you will hear like Abraham. Those who obey God will hear from Him. Very precisely, when you obey God, when you go from point A to point B, and consistently when God tells you, let's go from B to C, and you go from C to D, you go. God will speak to you even more. God will be able to talk to you even more, and ask from you even things that look even more difficult. You know why? Because he wants to bless you with something beyond what anyone else during Abraham's lifetime had. Abraham had a huge promotion that was coming. So he had a huge test. And you know what? Abraham passed the huge test because he knew the one who gave the test. If you know the Lord God who gives you the test very well, no matter what test it may be. No matter how big that test may be, you'll know that. That test is meant for a bigger purpose. God would never take us through anything without a bigger P-R-I-Z-E waiting. Verse 14, And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide as it is said to this day. In the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. In the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Now, verse 15. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing I'll bless you and multiplying I'll multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven, as a sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they rose and went together to Beersheba and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Very important. Abraham took his son and told his servants, we both will come back. They both came back. Abraham took his son and told his son, God will provide a lamb. God did provide a lamb for him. 
You know, all these things happened. All of Abraham's expectations happened. You know why it happened? How it happened? Because he knew his God and he believed him and he did exactly what God told him to. To those who believe God and do exactly what God would tell him or her to do. For them, their expected end shall be given. Their expectation shall not be cut off. Whose expectation will not be cut off? To those who do the will of God. Whose expectation will not be cut off to those who do the will of God? Whose expectation will not be cut off? Those who do the will of God, their expectation shall not be cut off. What they expect shall come to pass because they know who their God is. How are they able to obey God? Because they believe on Him. How are they able to do what God is telling them to do? Because they have faith in Him. When you have faith in the Lord God Almighty, whatever God would tell you to do, you'll be willing to do. When you know Him, when you know Him, there will not be any questions asked. When you know Him, there will not be any delay in the process. When you know Him, there's not going to be fear in your heart. When you know Him, you will simply do what He's telling you to do, when He's telling you to do, without any delay, without any fear, with faith in your heart, believing that God will work this out for my good and for His glory. Now, what God gave in Genesis 12, the promise that God gave to Abraham in Genesis 12, became a reality or came into being in Genesis 22. It took 10 chapters for what God spoke in Genesis 12 to really take form and shape and come into the natural realm. When did it come? When Abraham met God at Mount Moriah. Are you willing to meet God in your Mount Moriah? Are you willing to do whatever God tells you to do? No matter what it may be. Remember, it begins with little things. What little things God will tell you to do, you should be willing to do. What little things God will say, put it on the altar, you should be willing to put it on the altar. What little things God will say, lay it on the altar. Sacrifice that. Put it on the altar. You need to have faith that when I place it on the altar... God will never take that away and say, well, I took it, now you don't have it, see? No. When he causes us to place it on the altar and we do it, he gives us something more than what we placed on the altar. Our God is a faithful God. Our God is a faithful God. Our God is a faithful God. When you trust in him, when you believe on him, When you answer his call, 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 you will have the Mount Moriah experience. You will see the glory of God. You will see God as Jehovah Jireh. And your expectation shall not be cut off. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.